We're also recording this on Online with Light, which is our audio version of this. It's a podcast, and we hope you enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. Tonight, we have a fantastic guest. I am so excited to have this guest. I've actually had him on twice before on the audio podcast, and now we're bringing him to the full production here. And he is a fellow craft in my lodge, and he is a, a great fellow craft. And good evening, Tom. It's nice to see you too. Thank you for coming back to the podcast. Uh, Brother Ben Valinsky is a fellow craft, and I can tell you he is one of the best candidates you could ask for. Uh, it's just great to have him on the show. And hi, Brother Clint. Nice to have you uh, coming back. So this is going to be interesting because he doesn't he's not a master mason, so he doesn't know everything about the fraternity. So I've already asked him before he became a mason about his expectations, after it entered apprentice, and now fellowcraft. You can guess we got another one in the series coming after his master mason degree, which by the way, will be on April 17th in Wallingford. So uh, we're very excited to have him uh, enjoy that. But without further ado, let me call our guest on the screen. Welcome, Brother Ben. It's nice to have you here. How you doing? I'm fantastic, Worshipful. Thank you again for having me. It, it's so that Ben and I see each other all the time because we are colleagues. We actually share a classroom. He is a teacher at Sheehan High School and at Lyman Hall High School. And uh, it's nice to have you uh, in a virtual zone here. Yeah, and I got to tell you, every time I, I come into that uh, that gorgeous music that you play in the beginning, it's just it puts a smile on my face. It amps me up. I, I love it. <laughs> That's great. And John, thank you very much for the shout out. I appreciate that. Uh, so tonight we're, we're talking more about your journey. And so one of the priorities of this podcast has been to track you along your journey. Cause I think sometimes if we've been, uh, Oh, I, I got to stop because, uh, brother Mike, wait, Holy crap. It's Johnny Depp. That's the, he's, <laughs> That's the comment from Mike Waite. Thank you, Brother Mike. And we know Brother Mike Waite has been waiting for this, so he, he loves these. He does. <laughs> so that, I'm sorry to stop you. Um, <laughs> you are a fellow craft on your journey at a unique time, right? You are smack dab in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic. You literally were initiated just a couple weeks before full lockdown. And we passed you uh, not too long ago. I think it was October or so. Am I right? Ish? Ish. Ish. Okay, yeah. I think it's October, November. Uh, you were past the degree of fellow craft or so. Uh, and you actually did your proficiency for that in uh, January. So we are going to be doing a Master Mason degree in April. Uh, and things will be... Uh, hopefully a little bit better. So what I want to know is what has been your impression of things so far? I mean, you're a Mason for about a year or so. Uh, what are you thinking about things? How are you feeling right now? Uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling great. Um, as far as, uh, you know, getting past to the, to the degree of fellow craft, that was a huge step for me. Um, and especially, I mean, being initiated um, like you said, a couple of weeks before COVID happened and it actually just came up on my, uh, photo time hop in my, in my phone the other day, uh, that it was coming up on a year. Uh, and really through this time, you, you, I feel that I got exposed to the heart of what masonry was, um, you know, through the heat of COVID during the summertime where we would have the online lodge and really 
have those strong conversations there to, you know, eventually moving back uh, into a distance, distanced lodge setting. Um, for me, I think that that I got to see masonry through one of uh, the more difficult times. And really the amount of, of masons that I've seen step up during this time has been amazing. And, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. So, um, oh, sorry, but I just wanted to mention a lot of us have been saying things like, you know, when, it, when it's not like this, <laughs> we're usually <laughs> even busier than this and we're all over the place. Uh, I, I think that we are excited for you to see like what masonry for us has been. Uh, so I, I, you're already getting a bunch of welcomes, by the way, we got uh, <laughs> brother Tom is giving you a welcome. We got, we got one of these in the chat or no, this, I got to make sure I get the right one. There and, go. Uh, and, a, and a good evening from Jep the lodge, which I believe is in Clinton. So uh, I've been to that building and it's actually the town hall. It's really, really a cool place. So uh, as we take a look at this, I mean, obviously COVID has put a damper on things. What's been some of the highlights of you getting to know the brothers of uh, your lodge, which is Ouroboros 151? Yeah, uh, I, I, and I think I've said this um, to you prior, but I couldn't have asked for, for a better lodge to, to come into masonry with. Um, you know, the, the close-knit kind of community and fellow craft that is uh, Ouroboros Lodge really I've gotten to know these, these brothers, um, and gotten to, you know, as, as best we could get together. Uh, we did polo over the summer. Um, we've been down to the boats together and we've shared, um, experiences like that. And, um, along with our festive boards that, that we've been doing, it's, I mean, I, I feel my, my kind of perception of, of the world expanding in a lot of ways. And, that is because of, of the brothers that I'm surrounded by. And I think that's really interesting. And we got another shout out from brother Bob Sharlack from Mariah Lodge 15. who's was a regular on the show. And, uh, and brother Tom is saying he can't wait to get things back in full swing. Uh, not only in blue lodge, but the commandery as well, which is a uh, York, right? Which uh, I will, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that in a later date. But the, uh, you mentioned polo and we went to the boat. Um, we've had to kind of adjust a little bit to in the summertime, especially when we really didn't know what was going on with COVID. We were like, let's go outside. Maybe that's the safest thing. Uh, those are kind of uh, social type things. And you mentioned our festive board, which we do hold at the restaurant. We had to cancel those when the restaurants got clamped down for a couple months. Um, could you just share like what your imp impression is of a festive board for people who don't necessarily, not every lodge does a festive board. Uh, why is it meaningful for you to spend time at the table? So uh, the way that, that we have run festive boards, um, you know, relatively small group of brothers around uh, 10 at the table um, and throughout dinner, two, two philosophical questions are, um, are asked and it takes time to, to reflect on those um, and come up with, with a, a deep seated answer. Um, and as, you know, as the, the kind of um, the new entered apprentice and fellow craft coming in, it, it did take some time to warm up. And you're really what uh, what is being asked of you is to be vulnerable in front of your brothers um, and connect the questions to your life and uh, and think about how you carry yourself throughout the day. 
Um, so as each individual brother goes uh, one by one, everyone listens um, and we share a little bit of ourselves with each other uh, and, and hear out the other person. And through that, really get to get to know the, the, the brothers who are sitting uh, to the right and left of you. And that's not every, every place does their own style of festive board. That just happens to be our style. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to know how is masonry as a, a craft? I mean, it's, it's, it's part ritual, it's part fellowship, it's part uh, just kind of being in the community and being good people. Um, how's it changing you personally? Um, I think we talked, well, Really, the, the that idea of uh, perception um, of the world around you, and taking into account that reflection that happens both at festive boards and at lodge when uh, when certain rituals are are gone through, and bringing the the kind of lessons that you take from that into your everyday life. Um, as you've stated, right, we're, we're both educators uh, and bringing perspective into the classroom, I have found has only helped. And, you know, there's there's days when you need it to to calm yourself down. There are days when you need it to uh, to liven up conversation. And there's days when you need it to to get the students to that next level of their own learning. And I've taken a lot of lessons from masonry and, and used it especially in, in, in my work life. So I, I think that's really cool because I do the same thing. I always feel like I'm bringing a lesson from someone and sharing it in an anonymous way in class. Uh, but you've traveled a little bit. Uh, you've been to uh, Meridian Lodge once to watch a degree, and you've also been to Hiram Lodge as well to watch a degree. And that's very limited travel, and the rooms were not as full as they usually are. But we called and we said, can we sneak? one in with an escort and it was like, yeah, 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 we got you. You could, I think the number is 25 or so. So we, we got you in there. What was your impression, initial impression of traveling for the first time and seeing the degree, uh, in another lodge, uh, outside of what you're used to? So I think first and foremost, being able to, to travel and see other lodges, it exposes you to kind of the, the, at its at its core, the rooms that everybody else is sitting in, and that's unique to them, and that's uh, you know their decor is set up in their way. But as you walk in, you can't help but but notice the similarities, notice the differences, um, and kind of be in awe of the lodge room uh, and the history that's that's tied into all of it. With regards to the different. Um, the different degrees I have found going through entered apprentice and fellow craft that as I'm going through the degrees, uh, it's, it's so much to take in and you're amazed at all of it. But for me personally, I need to take that step back to really soak in and appreciate what was said in those degrees. And so seeing for me, traveling and seeing other degrees, uh, those those times that I have have really instilled uh, the uh, the lectures that were said in those degrees. So now you're approaching the sublime degree of a master mason. I'm sure 
You want the secrets of a master mason. I'm sure of it. Oh, everyone, no, everyone's like, well, I can wait. I can wait. No, no, I know everybody wants the secrets of a master. What are you looking forward to, though, beyond um, what you, where you're at right now? You've seen two degrees. You know that once you're a master mason, a whole number of privileges are afforded to you. Um, what are you looking forward to personally? I have, I have a, a hope that my master Mason degree will line up perfectly with things for the most part, getting back to normal as best we can. Uh, and I am, I'm most looking forward to, I guess, everything that Masonry has to offer in normal unrestricted times. Uh, I think it's, I think it's fantastic that, that I came up during this time because really I was getting the root of what masonry was and I love it. There was no thrills. Hey, this is what we do. And this is, this is how we move forward as a lodge, as brothers. And I'm hooked. You guys, you you got me. Um, So to see everything else that, that comes along with it, I'm very excited for so I actually have a question from the internet for you. So I know that uh, I always prep you a little bit on the subject. This one, you don't know what's going to be. What was your first thought when you saw the lodge room being a newcomer? Like when you actually walked into a lodge room, and I know you've seen one because you saw your brother be installed before you became a Mason. But like when you saw it as a newcomer, what was your impression? Uh, without ever walking into one prior, uh, it was it was interesting. I, I'm uh, a social studies teacher. I have a, an undergrad in history, so I appreciate the historic value in, in in things and architecture and art and things like that. So, I guess to to directly answer your question, a surface level, this is very nice. Um, I think the contents of a lodge room become more and more appealing as you go through the degrees, and so as I stepped into a lodge room with, as someone who has never been involved in masonry before, it was one thing after a fellow craft or rather after an entered apprentice, it transformed into something else. And again, uh, the same, the same transformation happened after uh, a fellow craft. So I am very excited to see how I look at a lodge room after my master Mason degree. And I think it's going to be drastically different than how I look at it now. And, and Tom also has a question. Is it going to be long form? Um, I, I wasn't sure there was more than one, but yes, it, it, it's as long as we can make it. So I can't really say too much right here, but, but yes, if we found it, we put it in there. So even, I think the kitchen sink will, here's the kitchen sink, Ben. We're, we're actually working a lot on uh, some, a whole bunch of little special extras that Ben doesn't know about, but yes, Tom, we're, we're going to be doing that. Great question. Um, I know that your brother and your dad are both Masons. They were Masons before you were made a Mason. And uh, now you're a Mason. And how has that been cool to t- like I'm sure before you're like oh I want to know all about masonry and now you have an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, and that's you know it's it's a great opportunity opportunity that opens up um you know a different line of communication with with family members. Um there's times when you know Nick will call me or my my father will call me and we'll have just that added layer of of things to talk about. Um and you know in addition to that really just 
getting that opportunity to see them on a more regular basis. Uh, I, you know, we, we keep bringing it up because it's the world we live in, but in the, in the COVID age, right? Um, you're not going out like you normally do. You're not interacting like you normally do. Um, so when it, when we were finally able to go back to, to lodge um, to a certain degree, it was great because we could, I could go to, to lodge and see all of my brothers. Um, but I had another kind of opportunity to, to go to lodge and see my brother, brother and my brother, father. Which is kind of cool. It's nice that you have uh, such connections there. Now, you're about to be a master mason. Well, maybe you you might not make it maybe. through the, if if you survive the degree and you will uh, you'll become a master mason. Um, you, you're about to get the right to invite people to join masonry, and I'm sure that you've done some thinking about this. How are you feeling about people around you that you think might make great masons, or that you're excited? Like, what are you feeling about people that you might want to invite uh, to this great fraternity? I would say it it um, it causes you to to look at at people in a different light, um, maybe with a with a different lens on. There are people that that I have found or that I know of that I would enjoy having having them come, but you kind of know that they aren't going to last. Um, or you know, would they be able to sit at the table? Would they be able to open up? And then um, there's a couple people that I. I I'm excited to, uh, to, to see if they can do that, uh, because I think they can, but I, I guess it would be, um, selective in the sense that this is, you know, as they might be my friend, I want them to, to, to come into a world where everyone needs to, to be your friend more than that, your brother. Um, so there, there's a couple of people that I'm thinking of, uh, you know, but as time goes on, we, we will see. And I definitely feel there's a vulnerability to being a Mason. Like everyone yeah. thinks when you join Masonry, you get all these privileges and everything, which you do. But the thing is, you're also obligating yourself to do a lot for people and to be there for people. And that's a bit of an imposition at times. And some people don't like that so much. They're like, wait, I got to, I got to help out all these guys and I got to, be nice to them and talk with them and, you know, be good with their friends and be polite, <laughs> polite. Who's polite anymore. <laughs> I just scream into a zoom box, I guess. Uh, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a vulnerability. If you uh, met someone who, who kind of approached you and I know um, that there's some of the students are starting to figure out that you're a Mason and uh, they're asking a few questions here and there, but if somebody approached you and said, Hey, I- I'm really thinking about masonry. What would you say to them as someone who is really fresh right now? And what's your impression and how would you share the craft with them? I think I would ask, um, why, why, what is, what is drawing you to, to masonry? And I think right there, you, you get a pretty, um, at least the first, you get past the first level. Um, you know, it's, I heard you guys got a lot of secrets. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, if their, if their answer is more along the lines of, uh, well, I think it would be a good, uh, group to get involved with because of, uh, I heard you guys, you know, really are supportive. Okay. You know, we can have a conversation. Let's, um, you know, swing by. Would, 
invite them in. Hey, if they if they would like to come swing by. Um, but I think, you know, being upfront and honest and, and clear about um, about what we do and and you know what we're all about is important for for any candidate that wants to get involved. And I noticed there's a great. Uh comment from brother clint here toughest question in the masonry would your friend make masonry better or would masonry make them better or both and i think that's something we all think about when we're talking to someone who's kind of coming into lodge and this is a fantastic segue because i i took a minute before our podcast and i pulled a two-minute clip from our first recording together and i'm going to play it for you and for everyone hopefully this works uh, at home uh, and Really, I'm going to ask you to react to how you've changed since then. And this was recorded a little over a year ago. So uh, this has been – so we're going to be quiet here and just listen uh, to Ben and I talking about a year ago before he was even an initiate. He was just a candidate. He had put his petition in, and that was it. We didn't even publish the podcast until we knew the vote went right. So, uh, uh, yeah, so here it is. Let's take a listen. And get very excited about that. Right now I'm just excited to – to kind of hit the starting line. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you touched on it before. It's, I, I am excited for, for that, um, that historic side of it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's gotta be such a cool thing saying the same things that you know, George Washington said, or I don't, I don't know if he was a Mason. I, I would he, assume he, so. George Washington was like the Mason. Like <laughs> we have pictures of him everywhere. There, Side note, I've, I've read that he's only been to eight lodge meetings on record. Like, you can only find eight. But he was like Mr. Mason, you know? Yeah. We've got that big painting around. Of, everywhere you go, there's a George Washington in an apron. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, we're, we're very proud of him. <laughs> I don't know if he was a – he was a Mason. Sorry. that's a, What are you most nervous for about this? I mean, I'm sure there's some apprehension, like, I don't know about this. Um, and we won't hold it against you, that's for sure. <laughs> so Memorizing – uh, speeches and, and ceremonial aspects. So there is some of that. And I think that that might surprise you if you are elected. Uh, I, I enjoy the memorization and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still nervous about it. So I didn't even, I, I installed your brother and I, I had to memorize some parts and I was nervous as heck. And I'm sure I made a few mistakes and, mm-hmm. The non-Masons probably didn't notice. There's probably like two or three Masons in the room who were like, oh, he was terrible. But, <laughs> but I, well, there's always a Mason in the room that says, oh, he was terrible. But, uh. you know, and the, and kind of along that, that same line of, of being nervous about that, there's also an excitement because we were having a conversation um, not too long ago and I was talking about everything that, that was on my plate and yada, yada. And you said, get a bigger plate. I think you may have thrown an expletive in there, but. It, we'll, we'll pretend like I didn't, but the, <laughs> thank you for censoring that. <laughs> it drove the point home, um, and it really kind of hit on that uh, that aspect that you are in a position, you know, regardless of where you're at, where you can grow your intellectual abilities, you can grow um, kind of your abilities overall in life. So, in kind of in memorizing these things, obviously, I'm nervous for it but I know that I can get through it and I know that the other side is going to be um, very fulfilling. And that challenge excites you. Yes. that's pre- And so you're on the other side of it now. 
And so now I want to know, uh, how has that been? Like, what would you go back and say to that, Ben, about your progress? You've done both the Entered Apprentice Lecture in its entirety and the Fellowcraft Lecture in its entirety, both of them, and in front of Lodge, which I know we put a lot of pressure on you to do, <laughs> but you've done it. How can you reflect back on what you said back then? Yeah, it's scary. Um, <laughs> it's it's scary, but there's there's nothing better when you're hitting those hitting those lines. Uh, you, you get in, you get into the zone, and I think you phrased it one time with uh, just getting into the music, and you go, and it there's um, there's like a deadlock that happens in eyes, and I think it, you've described it coming from uh, my brother that he just did, he gets dead behind the eyes. <laughs> and, right. And that's when, you know, he's locked in. And as I'm going through ritual, I feel that. And it's just, you feel the music and you go and you walk away from it. You're like, it, it gets your adrenaline going right. Leading up to it. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, you know, and I, I would go over lines constantly and, you mess one up and you know that you know it and you go back and it's in, in a lot of ways you chase perfection until you realize that you have it. And then you can take a step back and I got this. We're okay. So there's a confidence that, that comes along with that. And I think more than anything, ritual does teach you or one of the aspects that ritual teach you teaches you is that you can accomplish this. And I still think of your get a bigger plate on a regular basis. Uh, and I used a line similar to that uh, for a student today. And it's, I think it's, it's a lesson that we should all take to heart and that, that ritual really teaches us. And I, we have two comments. One's Brother Glenn, who you know well, and he said both were done perfectly, and uh, I concur. Thank you, Brother Glenn. I will like that comment. Uh, and Brother <laughs> Ty was saying it's scary to say the least, but he also did proficiency in Open Lodge, and when you nail it, there's no better feeling. And uh, I agree. I, I was sweating through my suit when I, uh, I was ready to do it. They never called on me. I was almost like, hey, guys, like... <laughs> I learned this to Nobody let me use this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like someone call me out, please. And they never <laughs> did. Uh, but it, it was very helpful uh, down the line. And I'm sure uh, you haven't done it with a candidate yet, but I tell you, that's a very fulfilling feeling to deliver that to a candidate and nail it and know that you're passing on masonry as a traditional thing. That's pretty cool. In the future, like what are your priorities in masonry? Like what, and what are you trying to do with masonry? And, you're someone who now has a, a full-on teaching career, which last year uh, you were working towards. Now you're there. I mean, it's a little odd. We're doing a lot of Zoom, let's be honest. But, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> but you have a full-on career. You're in the the prime of life right now. You're uh, 29 years old, and and you're kind of you got the next five years ahead of you. Are exciting five years, and life's going to start to speed up. What are your priorities over the next five years, and how can you think masonry is going to help you there? So I think, you know, kind of tugging on that string of, of a festive board and, and the different perspectives that brothers bring, I am about to be 30 in a couple months and I'm, I have the opportunity to sit at a table and have vulnerable open conversations with brothers who have a lot more experience than me. And I think more than anything, 
masonry is going to allow me the the opportunity to pull on others lessons of life and hopefully they can help guide me through any troubles that that i come across um as far as my personal life um hopefully this career sticks hopefully uh there's a house in the near future um you know and and hopefully i i can you know stay happy which i which i am and i think that's everybody's ultimate goal uh is to to live a happy life and and masonry is is a huge part of that and your girlfriend's great she fits in wonderfully with the wives club i gotta say she (laughs) polo she was just like hey and she just like she is fantastic yeah she fit right in so uh that's nice i know sometimes it's like the wives club is a little bit nervous we've known each other for a long time uh she's seem to be really comfortable with everybody and that's uh, yeah. a cool thing she's already asking when we can go down to the boat with hammers <laughs> all right well we'll schedule it we'll schedule it yeah <laughs> um i i've noticed that you do not use facebook and we are oh. on facebook you don't yeah. have an instagram no twitter nope uh this is very unique for someone your age i'm curious why no social media and is this something that you see is uh a little bit like a different thing. And, and, and we as Masons are always trying to figure out how can we communicate best? And uh, I'm curious about your perspective on that. Um, yeah. And I, I think uh, with COVID and, and a lot of things moving online, social media is a, is a great platform, uh, especially for Masonry to stay in touch to, you know, events just like this. Um, from a personal standpoint, I think it started off as a challenge to see if I could, you know, live without going on Facebook or Instagram for a day. And it, it evolved from that challenge to just something that I, you know, you see a lot of negative things come from social media, um, all spread on the news. And it's just, I, I enjoy not having it because it forces me to ask questions of people who I haven't seen in a long time. So if I run into somebody that I haven't seen since high school, if I were, if I was friends with them on Facebook, I would know that they have a kid and they just moved to Glastonbury um, and they got a a dog named Poncho. (laughs) If I ran into them though, I, it challenges, it's a challenge to myself that I need to ask those questions. I need to, to engage in those conversations and um and really have a conversation have a deep conversation with them and learn more about them and one of the things we do in ouroboros lodge is we try and have like the discussion around the table a lot have you been reading things like have have there been like outside resources that you've been interested in or have you been a little nervous to get the secrets revealed by accident kind of thing Uh, how are you feeling about that yeah i've actually I've stayed away from, from, uh, anything that could potentially reveal anything. Um, and you know, we were in, uh, we were in lodge the other day and I was asked, uh, to, to leave so that discussions could happen. And, uh, the fan turned off and I could, I could vaguely hear echoes in the background and I actually plugged my ears and I went la 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 until I was, kind of tapped on the shoulder and hey you can come back in now <laughs> i don't want i don't it, it's like a surprise birthday party that i know is coming i don't want anything revealed 
I think after um, after the master mason degree, I will um, seek out different text literature um, and you know dive into it. But for the time being, I don't I don't want to I don't want to sour anything. And in general, being someone who is uh, smack dab in the middle of the millennial generation, uh, how can you help us just? from your impression of so far in the fraternity, you mentioned this idea, sorry, I should really train my thoughts together better, uh, of having multi-generational people at the table. I personally love that. Uh, When I joined, I was 33, and I was the youngest guy in Lodge pretty much, you know, and and now I'm not the youngest guy in Lodge anymore, Uh, but I'm still lucky because we have a lot of brothers. We've got uh, brothers in in their 60s or 50s. I'm I'm 43, uh, we've got a few 30s and you're 29. Um, what perspective do you think you bring as a millennial to masonry? I know you're learning a lot from the older guys, but how do you view the craft and and how can we understand what your generation, not what they want per se, but almost like what you're experiencing uh, generationally? I mean, the, the, your 20s were very different than my 20s uh, because of uh, economy and and just the world is all different. How can we understand you a little bit better? I think that's a good question. I think I would hope that the things that I say and my perception during festive boards resonates with other brothers around the table who are not my age. So I hope that that I can bring them a different perspective just as they bring me a different perspective. I, you know, I, I think that um, as far as the, this generation coming up, we do have something to 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 offer to bring to the table. It might not be the same experiences that the older generations are used to, but masonry is about accepting the brother to your right and left and hearing them and and taking what they say to heart because you can you can use it regardless of you know whether the whether that brother is 25 or 75, there's knowledge that, that can be shared. So I think to, to welcome with open arms, this next generation, because there are lessons that can be learned. And just as masonry has been forced to shift um, in a lot of instances to online over the last year, um, that has taken you know, in some cases, the older generation a little bit to to um, to adapt to the Facebook um, or to the different technologies. Whereas, um, you know, somebody in a you know in the in the millennial generation, that's kind of that's kind of our second nature, right? And and I'm finding out that it's not so much our second nature um, as it is the, the the kids that I'm teaching in high school right now because they know things that I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, but the idea is there's something to be brought to the table by every generation and to respect that and, and welcome that. And we're going to wrap up in a little bit here, but real quick, since you brought up the other generation, I can't resist. Uh, we're dealing with the zoom generation, right? Where you and I spend a lot of time on web chats teaching. I'm teaching, we're both teaching psychology. You got us history. I'm teaching government and politics and all this. So what are you seeing in this new generation? What are some of the unique challenges that these kids are facing, and as they come out of this, uh, what can we learn from them? 
And I can certainly help with this one a little bit too, but it's, I want to give you the first word. <laughs> um, I am. They're, they're having a tough time engaging um, and it's taking a lot of self-motivation for them. Um, so the kids that show up are resilient. I think more resilient than the previous generation who had their parents, um, you know, pulling them out of bed in the morning and saying, you got to go, you got to catch the bus. Now the, the, the kids are waking up um, in time for class after their parents have already left the house and they just have to roll out of bed, and, um, log on or not log on. Um, so I think uh, self-reliance is, is really going to come out of this generation. I also think that they're going to have a clear idea of what they like and what they don't like. They're given a lot of choice here. Um, and if they don't like what I'm teaching in U.S. history, they're not going to show up. And they know, hey, that's not where I want to be. So I think uh, I think they have a lot of choice. And I think we're going to see this next generation um, make choices that are going to make them happy. And I I would agree with you, and I I also think that Freemasonry is uh, actually in a really good spot with this because I feel like my students very much want to hang out, and the ones that come in, and there is a, there is a component of students that are afraid, and they're afraid of the pandemic. Their parents are afraid, and they're home, and they're kind of agoraphobic at this point, and they're not coming out of the house, and they're not planning on coming out of the house, and I don't know how we're going to get them out of the house, and that that's a small group of kids and I, I don't I can't say it's one type of kid even it's just it's it, it doesn't make sense to me but I will say that the kids who do come into class we have a you know we've got kids who come on a day kids on b day number one number two kids are there all it's so confusing I need a roadmap uh, but the kids that are there are craving interpersonal connection and that's probably something that masonry does extremely well uh, if we can convince people that being together is a cool thing. So uh, I don't think we can unring the bell of virtualization. I think that people will like that. And I think doing that once in a while in a lodge is a great idea. But being person to person, I miss the backslap, like shaking a hand and backslapping without worrying about, you know, <laughs> You know, my older brother, I give him a hug and I'm going to kill him with COVID. You know, I don't want to do that. Like, uh, so, I mean, I'm glad that hopefully this will come to an end soon. I think, like you said, April is going to be a great turning point. And that's just why we scheduled the Master Mason for that time. In that hope, we, it could be wrong, but we're going to give it a try anyway. Hey, uh, we're, we're really wrapping up now. And I wanted to give you the last word. Uh, if you could talk, you're, you're talking to Masons who are pretty much the ones who are going to watch this. What would you say to them? These are the brothers who are going to be mentoring the next generation of Freemasonry, which you're part of. Uh, what do you think is working great? What do you love about being mentored in the fraternity? Uh, what maybe don't you like? You talk about choice. What aren't you enjoying as much? Uh, and what are you looking forward to? I think for me, the best part is the fellowship. Um, and I think that you know, when, when I have my buddies ask me about it, um, you know, Hey, don't you guys do secret stuff? Yeah, we do secret stuff. But at the end of the day, we have deep conversations and we know who's sitting across from us. And for me, that's the biggest thing that I've taken away. Um, I love ritual. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, ritual happens during lodge and that, that fellowship happens every other time outside of, of that lodge. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest part of, of masonry. Um, dislikes, I, 
I want to travel. It's nothing. I don't think it's anything within uh, within masonry. Um, I think it's just kind of the world we live in. I don't know that I am uh, I'm versed enough to not like anything at this point. Uh, it's all I, I'm I, I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying um, learning about the different aspects of it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that happiness stays, um, and and I think it will. Um, I think that's that's what I got. Great, and I I just want to say we have a shout out for you on a great interview from none other than worshipful brother Nick Valinsky. He's he's wow, wow, that's a celebrity right there. I mean, that's that's your brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's your bio brother. Yeah, that's Look great. That, huh? So he's actually paying. And uh, Ty, uh, brother Ty asks if there's I'm, a scheduled I'm date. Sure he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll call me after this. I'm sure he will too. Brother Ty, it is April 17th. It will be, uh, it's a Saturday. It's at 2 p.m. That's when Ben, hopefully, maybe, will be a Master Mason. And, uh, and it, yeah, it's a Saturday at 2 p.m. There is a festive board after. Uh, message me if you want to reserve a ta- uh, seat at the table because that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, right now, my internet, it seems your internet's going berserk or something's going on but uh tom says welcome to the fraternity um and thank you so much ben and ben before we go i have to say there's something i I know you're about to get off this call the master of a lodge has a a special hat and i noticed you have a very special hat behind you on the wall i was wondering if you could just show our viewers this hat because i do it's legendary i know your internet's about to croak but Oh, it's not, you know what? It's not formed. It's not fitted, but we can, we can throw the old Stetson on. The hair's a little bit longer than the the last time I wore it, but. So Ben is an army veteran and he is, those are combat knots, aren't they? Those are up top. Yep. Yeah. So Ben is actually a, a war veteran. And, uh, I think that would be a fantastic worship masters hat someday. If you make it there, I'm sure you will. So, uh, and a, a welcome from brother Scott Kevorkian. Thank you, brother Scott. So thank you for pulling out the, the hat brother. I appreciate it. You got it. And thank you for the podcast. We'll be talking to you real soon. Thank you for having me worshipful. All right. So that was brother Ben, a fellow craft and what a great brother. I mean, you can't ask for a better, uh, candidate and, and a first, he is the first, member of Ouroboros Lodge to be hopefully raised in April. And I tell you, it's just, it's really gratifying when you see him nervous, he gets up there and does things and it's just awesome. And, and so I'm just so happy that Ben is a part of not just our lodge, but the fraternity as a whole, because as we make Masons, we want to make great Masons. They're the ones that are going to last. And I, I, have, I have an inkling Ben's going to last. Uh, and we have a, a bunch of Shout outs. Thank you, brothers, for uh, shouting out uh, Brother Ty, thanking Ben for his f- service. And Miguel, hey, thank you, Brother Miguel. It's awesome. And uh, Brother Tom, the lodge is in Wallingford, Connecticut. We are part of District 7B, and you can find we're actually located in the same building as Compass 9. We rent from them. So please feel free to join us. Let us know. Brothers, uh, I have a meeting with the committee this weekend. So I, I'm going to. My feet will be held to the fire if they like these broadcasts or not. And I have no idea what's coming next. We're going to talk about the schedule. Might take a couple weeks off just to reset a little bit. Uh, But we're going to put together some more programming. And I'm so happy to the brothers. uh, And I know so many names keep popping up there. If you see me at Grand Lodge, say hello. And 
I'd love to say hi and learn how you thought about these broadcasts. We're always trying to make them better. Uh, We may try different formats, different places. I'm not really sure. We're going to try and keep this thing going because we know that while we're all separate in Freemasonry, uh, pretty soon we're going to start coming back together again. And I'm pretty darn excited for it. I'm sure you are too. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. And we'll see you real soon. Stay in touch.